In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The famous English apologist G.K. Chesterton once wrote that atheists should see uh, a close ally in Jesus. They should see an affinity with him because he himself was driven to doubt uh, during his crucifixion. Now, that is overstatement on the part of Chesterton, kind of typical of his swashbuckling style of popular apologetics. Uh, Our Lord is not actually doubting his Father. Of course, the very fact that he is crying out, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, acknowledges the existence of his Father, the reality of his Father, uh, the power of his Father uh, to be there for him. So far from doubt, but it is, of course, this sense of suffering, this incredible suffering. What John Paul II said was an immeasurable density of suffering. Because, of course, crucifixion is, uh, many people will tell you, I don't know exactly how they, they measure these things, but people will tell you that know about these things, that crucifixion is, in fact, the most painful, uh, most gruesome way to die. Because a person is... Uh, nailed or tied to the cross with their arms pinned up uh, to the sides and, to be, and behind them. And in a sense, they are forced, uh, their legs then pinned to the cross, they're forced to use uh, their legs to try to uh, breathe because their diaphragm is so constricted by the, the pinning of their arms that uh, they have to use their lower body to sort of raise and lower their chest so they can even uh, breathe. And eventually, of course, you know, their legs give out. uh, And then they're simply suffocated there by the stretching, uh, again, of their arms uh, behind them. But our Lord's suffering was more than that, even. As horrible as that is to contemplate, and of course, obviously, the scourging and the the beatings that had had occurred uh, even before that. But the fact that he was suffering for all the sins that have ever been committed, that had ever been committed before him and that would ever be committed uh, after him. So in a sense, you've heard that expression, you know, when I sin, I drive the nails in a little bit farther. And that is sobering thought to imagine that, you know, when we sin, we are uh, or have contributed Uh, to that suffering on the cross, because all sin was present to our Lord on the cross. All of that suffering was present. All of that uh, incredible weight of all of the fallenness of the world uh, was racking his body. uh, At the same time, of course, he was undergoing that immense uh, physical suffering. So there was an existential sense of that suffering. There was something that was beyond just the physical. Uh, It was something that had Um, had the power just to truly uh, crush him under its weight. And so he could feel, you know, justifiably this sense of distance uh, from his heavenly father. And so this should, I think, for uh, those of us, you know, who go through struggles, who have difficulties, 
Uh, this is why it's said that we can unite our suffering uh, with Christ on the cross. As St. Paul said, uh, you know, nothing is lacking in Christ's sacrifice, um, except, of course, that you know, we can uh, join our suffering uh, to his, that we can offer up the suffering that we experience in this life, those times when we feel uh, abandoned by others, those times when others have hurt us, those times when we feel even distant from the Father, uh, that we can uh, you know, take solace in that, that this is not something that is um, uh, being, uh, this is not something where our Lord has, has, has ceased to sympathize with us, that he has ceased to love us. Uh, simply there are times when perhaps God, for a greater purpose, withdraws uh, his consolation from us, that there are times when uh, this is referred to for those who are in a very advanced spiritual state, uh, the dark night of the soul, this lack of a felt presence of God in our lives, in our prayer, um, in the way things are happening around us. But even short of that, there's just that thing that people experience where they feel that, uh, for whatever reason, they don't feel that closeness to God that they feel that they should. We should recognize that um, this is, you know, sometimes just a part uh, of the Christian life, and one that, uh, you know, God's only begotten Son uh, experienced as well. And so God never forsakes anyone. He never forsakes uh, any of us. But it is the case that certainly if his sinless Son uh, can suffer uh, for our sins, it's the case that because of our sins, uh, because of the sins of others, because of the fallenness of the world, uh, that sometimes it is our office to suffer as well. And we have to uh, recognize that the Christian life is uh, not a guarantee or a promise that we will not suffer, that Christian joy is something deeper and more profound than merely the enjoyment of our circumstances, the enjoyment of however much time our Lord has uh, given us or granted us in this life, that in fact, uh, Christian joy is this recognition that the work of Christ on the cross has saved us, and despite what we suffer in this world, despite the poverty or the tryingness or the difficulty of our circumstances, if we keep the faith, if we maintain charity, if we maintain hope, then in fact, we will live forever with him in the heavenly kingdom. And so we should be sympathetic to those who, uh, for whatever reason, um, you know, perhaps have, uh, you know, a greater sense of suffering, who perhaps have experienced things that are uh, worse than the things that we have been uh, exposed to, that have had bad fortune in this life, who perhaps even have uh, doubts and troubles when it comes to the faith. We should sympathize with these people because we should recognize uh, that that suffering uh, can be turned into something positive. It can go off one way, and it can simply turn into despair. It can turn into a lack of faith. It can turn into uh, a lack of charity. It can turn into uh, nihilism and all of the other uh, things that beset us in this modern world. Or it can be turned into a greater faith, hope, and charity, a recognition uh, that this world has fallen, but that it has been redeemed by Christ on the cross, and that if we 
uh, unite ourselves with Christ on the cross. As he said, take up your cross and follow me. If we are doing that, then we can live uh, in the sure hope uh, that we are headed towards the heavenly kingdom. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.